Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Caroline, an Odd Imagination production. Guys, I am here with actor, writer, director John Miori. We're going to be talking about Ouija Shark 2, and I got thoughts. <laughs> but welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. With all the respect in the world, my first question is, John, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the film and first of all this is a sequel you guys so again into that first off and the concept is it's a great concept because sharks already have this fear factor attributed to them now you add in like demonic possession or demonic influence and you got a hit but I'm watching it and I'm thinking it felt like a fever dream I'm going to be completely honest and as I looked into your background, I see that you were uh, you were in Newcomb High or returned to Newcomb High. I can see a trauma influence, and that's that's a compliment. Absolutely, yeah. There's de- definitely some of that in there. So my question, I guess, is: so you wake up after a, a, a nightmare, or and you say, "I'm going to write, I'm going to write a film about a killer shark." that is summoned through a Ouija board. I mean, where does this come from? Where does this happen? Well, that that all happened with the first movie. So uh, I was the co-writer on that. So um, I came in actually kind of late and wrote mostly the scenes that I was in in the first movie. So a lot of that stuff had already been established by uh, the, the, the creator of uh, the concept and then the, the writer for the movie and so on and so forth. So uh, that was someone else's fever dream. Let's, yeah. let's say that. <laughs> and then my, uh, my influence was to take it from um, the first one's very much like, um, like a, a shark movie on land or almost like a, a slasher movie with sharks. It had that more of that kind of appeal, and it had some occult in it too, obviously. But I really wanted to delve deep into, you know, crazy o- occult ideas and issues, and do them in a over-the-top kind of humorous way, and um, and still, you know, appease people who were into the first one and wanted to see shark attacks and things like that. I think you're onto something because. Sharks in the ocean, scary for pe- for some people. Other people think it's beautiful. I'm on the scary side. But like films like Sharknado and things like that, they kind of brought it into, you know, people's, it flipped people's ideas. It's like, I'm on land. Like you're saying, I'm on land. I'm safe. And then right. films, like, <laughs> films like Sharknado, it's like, no, because they could be in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there's, there's definitely some of that. There have been a few movies before ours that definitely delved into the idea of sharks out of water. And it, it's funny because the one thing this movie has that I don't think I've seen in any other shark movie is I don't think there's a drop of water in my movie. No. It's like, every, <laughs> it's you know, there's a hellscape and there's, there's earth uh, and city scenes and and not a lot of water in a shark movie for some reason. You're exactly right because literally the shark is in hell. <laughs> but ironically, 
there's also women in bikinis. So it's kind of <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. One of the things when I started writing the second one, because you were asking kind of about the development of it, uh, I looked at the first one and said, what did people like or what did people want to see more of or even what did they want to see different from the first movie? And um, I knew they wanted more of the occult and they wanted more shark and they wanted more me doing kind of superhero antics. But I knew from reviews that they loved the women in bikinis that were in the first movie. And I was like, I'm shooting a movie in hell. What the heck am I supposed to have bikini women in? And so I came up with the idea of, well, the, the, that leader of hell, Caldura, um, likes to surround himself with bikini women. And it's almost their torture in hell to be at his side. So I thought, well, that kind of fits it in and still works with the story that I wanted to do. Right, right. You, you put a bunch of Karens in bikinis. <laughs> That's their torture. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It, if anything comes across from this film, if just one thing comes across, this film is fun. And it absolutely looked like it was fun to make with the effects and with the, the sets and things. But you're also, it's got this camp to it. And again, that's the, the, your experience in trauma where you're watching it and you might be laughing and groaning at the same time. Sure, it, absolutely. Ouija Shark 2 cannot be considered for an Oscar, right? It's not a no. deep it was it's not supposed to be it's stick with what you said before you had fun that's what it was supposed to be it's just supposed to be you know a a little fun for about 80 minutes exactly and and there's nothing wrong with that at all it's nice to watch a film like this especially god not to get all into it but like nowadays it's nice to have a film that you can just you're like you can take your brain set it aside and you can just it. You can just be like, just laugh and have a good time. Yeah, I saw I saw the whale a short time ago. I love the whale. It was fantastic. You know, I was teary eyed. I I wouldn't be able to watch three movies in a row, let's say day after day, like that. It's too emotionally draining. You need a little candy. You need a little popcorn, and that's what Ouija Shark Two is. It's it's almost like. You, okay, you want to watch a serious movie? Good. And you want to cleanse the palate? Here's Ouija Shark. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's also it's also a film that you're gonna you're gonna say to your friends or even like acquaintances or coworkers, you're gonna be like, you gotta see this. Pardon my French, but you gotta see this shit because the shark <laughs> has laser beams and it yeah. <laughs> fireballs. Like you're gonna get worked up telling people about it like you have to see it you will never believe it it's it's so stupid but it's so good and it's like yeah I love I that I can't believe how many of these interviews that I've done and you're the first person that's like so really laser beams on the shark side really fire yeah that's right <laughs> I mean listen one of I first of all going back to Lloyd I love Lloyd Kaufman I've spoken to him like Toxic Avengers one of my <laughs> favorite movies yeah. Army is one of my, I love, I don't want to say stupid horror, but sometimes it is like, it's going for the jokes. It's going for the, the physical comedy, like chopping off your own hand. Now I get it. And I love it. And you're right about like, I can't watch too many heavy things. I will like physically get depressed. Yeah, and it's, me too. Me too. 
it's it's a thing but also you can't watch too much well just like you can't eat too much candy so this right. is a nice absolutely i wouldn't want to i just like i wouldn't want to watch three movies like the whale in a row because of how it would affect me i, I wouldn't want to watch three cheesy movies in a row too because by the end you're like okay that's enough yeah yeah it's for sure it's definitely something that in its place you come to it with the right attitude you know what it is you know you, you you're not you didn't go see prince of tides you would see ouija shark too right <laughs> you know what you're getting into. right right it's like i'm gonna watch secondhand lions then I'm going to watch Ouija shirt and then I'm going to watch Armageddon. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, spread it around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I love the fact that you came in as a co-writer and somebody else had already had this crazy idea and you're just like, absolutely. Let's go. How can we make it? We, I had, I did have a question and I'll cut this out if it's like a secret or something, but the screener I got original name on it. Yes. Are we going to get a tarot gator? Yes. But I mean, like a whole film about him. Oh, I I would doubt it. I oh. would doubt it. I don't think, you know, I, I think there's certainly an opportunity to see him again. Okay. So, so there there is that at least. But uh, yeah, on, just on just on his own, probably not. Probably. A little a little back information for that question. I was I grew up in Florida with gators and swimming pools and have a, a lifelong fear of dark water. So of course I got to ask, he's going to have his I own. I got to hit all of them, gators and, uh, and sharks and oh my. Oh my God. The fiery flamingos, you know, you got to get them all. That's right. I mean, have we had a major horror film about birds since the birds bird apocalypse? Um, um, once again, in the same realm of, uh, cheesy movies you know really low budget birdemic oh bird the last 10 years so if you haven't seen that that's something that's quite a movie okay coming from you that's a stellar recommendation <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a movie <laughs> well you're you're a foray into the the realm of entertainment how did that come about i know you you did you did work in acting, but how did, like, is that what you want to do to do when you were a kid? You were like, I want to be in films. I, I did want to do that. I, uh, when I was in high school, I spent a lot of time with uh, a super eight camera and making, you know, little stop action, special effects scenes. And I, I always wanted to do that. And obviously it wasn't a realistic thing for, for me to pursue at the time. And so I went to university, I wanted to be a writer, and I did a lot of studying for writing. And even that, even I, throughout the 90s, I, I probably wrote a, a hundred published comic books. I, I did a lot of comic book writing. But um, once again, it wasn't really going to be a career. And I became a teacher. And I was a teacher for elementary school teacher for 25 years. Holy cow. And, and I, I did that. Um, until I was, you know, in my early 50s. And then um, before I retired, I took early retirement, but before I retired, um, I wasn't doing as much writing and I wanted to do um, something creative, something fun, but I needed it to be easy because we had little kids and 
I, I didn't have as much time because of, of the children. I wanted to spend my time with them. And so I signed up as a background expert. Okay. And I just started doing background work around town and in Toronto, which is not too far from me. And I got to be in all these cool movies. And then eventually I just went, I, I should... I should try to pursue this a little bit more. And uh, that started with some small parts then some bigger parts. Uh, eventually I started shooting my own stuff and that's, that's what led to this. So for the last, not quite 10 years, I've been doing this pretty much full time. But you see those little bits of creativity that were trying to ooze out, even as you were working, you know, your day job. I want people listening to understand he looks 39. So the fact that you talk, I'm not being like, I'm 59. <laughs> and he looks fantastic. That's the genes. That's Thank your genes. You. you can say anything you want about the movie, be as nasty as you want, but saying I look 20 years younger than I do, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not even being like, I'm a kiss ass. I'm not being facetious. <laughs> he does. When you said 25 years, I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, my yeah, question it was, a, it was a long time. How do your kids feel about Ouija Shark 2? Well, both of my kids are in it. Uh, my daughter plays, yeah, my daughter plays my daughter in the movie. And my cool. son was one of the, he was the leader ape of all the little apes that are running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's the leader ape, and he's at the end, in the city scene, there's some. Some people with like goofy, one guy has a, uh, a gator hat on, one guy has a shark hat on, and they're fighting. My son's the one in the gator hat. Okay. <laughs> they're on board with it. They think it's cool. Well, yeah, they've, you know, they've understood that this is dad's crazy thing that he does. And, <laughs> you know, it, they because I've been doing it for almost 10 years, they were they're in their 20s now so they were still pretty young when I was doing it I started doing it so they've been kind of exposed for a long time to my particular brand of craziness I mean it's got to be a great feeling for a kid to to realize that their parent also likes to make pretend you know oh yeah yeah and, and we used to we used to play around uh with all kinds of play acting when they were kids and whatever so they you know they knew it's all kind of natural. So what is up next? Is there going to be a third or are you going in a different direction? What's up next? I think eventually there'll be a third. Right after Ouija Shark 2 ended, I started work probably, I took maybe a two week break and I went right into uh, a dinosaur movie and it's a paranormal dinosaur movie. So it's like dinosaur ghosts. And, um, Every movie takes me about a year to make. So I finished making the, the dinosaur movie. Wild Eyes releasing it. They're going to release the title and the poster, I hope, soon. So, so far, I can't even say what the title is. Okay. And, um, but that's, that's finished, and they have it. And now I'm working on a Bigfoot movie. In fact, I, I shot a scene just today for the Bigfoot movie. And, and it'll be like... Ouija shark is this is kind of a messed up shark movie the Bigfoot movie will be kind of a messed up Bigfoot movie oh I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to that Bigfoot is one of the 
don't know if it's an urban legend, one of the myths and the legends that I, in my head, think that I have figured out and then more things will come out about it. And I'll be like, I'm clueless. I don't know anything. So it's, it's something that actually ever since Harry and the Hendersons, if we want to go way back, like I've been a little, the idea of it. I'm a little, and I'm a little older. So mine goes all the way back to like in 1975, I went to the theater and saw a movie called Mysterious Monsters. And it was a documentary about Bigfoot and, and it's all spooky and trying to convince you, you know, how real Bigfoot is. And, you know, I, I was 11 at the time. I like totally bought right into all that. When we're making this movie, I'm trying to ch channel that 10, 11 year old in me and bring back all those Bigfoot vibes from the 70s. And, the, and to, to get across the, the believability to, to influence your viewers to be like, well, I didn't think he existed, but now... Now I'm into it. I don't think there's anything in my Bigfoot movie that will convince anyone that Bigfoot <laughs> is real. <laughs> Complete opposite. They'll be like, oh. What the hell was that? Just like, <laughs> they'll be saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to watch Harry and it. Yeah. But I wanted to, to question and, and to point out to listeners, you're, you said dinosaur, paranormal dinosaur story. Yeah. These effects have got to be insane i mean are we talking full scale or is it more uh, cgi if it's, you can tell um i i can i made uh i made a dinosaur costume that an actor can wear okay and um and sometimes depending on what's necessary for the scene there are some that are very large dinosaurs and and some that are more like you know, like in Jurassic Park, where they're more raptor size, where they can interact easier with people. And that made sense because if they're ghosts and, you know, you're going and checking your refrigerator for food and then there's a dinosaur behind you, it, there's only so big it can be, right? Because <laughs> it's in your house. Yeah, we're not talking brachiosaurus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're mostly kind of a fictional raptor-like thing. I say that because it doesn't really look like a raptor. It's kind of its own wacky weird breed of dinosaur it's raptor-esque <laughs> yeah. yes yes that uh can people can people follow you on the social media to keep up with the upcoming films and to get more information about Ouija shark too yeah um i'm on facebook uh so i'm easy to find there but where most of the fan stuff goes is on twitter so i'm just john miori m-i-g-l-i-o-r-e on twitter if you just look up Ouija Shark, you're going to probably find me pretty quickly. So, um, and that that's probably where I do my most fan interaction. So, yeah, please look me up on Twitter. I have a Vimeo channel. It's uh, Survival Zombie Films on Vimeo. And so um, none of our feature films are there. We do, in between films, we do shorts and crazy little goofy little fake commercials and things like that. And so... Uh, you can go there and see some some free content as well. Awesome. And they can also follow uh, Wild Eye for release information. And final and most important question, where can I get that T-shirt? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I almost didn't think I was going to get this T-shirt. This came from Japan. The oh. movie actually opened in Japan before North America by almost a year, in fact. And they went 
crazy for it. It played in maybe 12 theaters all across Japan. They made shirts, they made toys, they made fans with my image on both sides. Like I was, I'm still blown away just thinking about it. So this actually came from Japan. Well, not for nothing, but the Japanese have a very different sense of cinema. They like, I mean, come on, Godzilla, hello. <laughs> like they have, they, they get, get it. it. They get they it. get it. They get it. And, and they, they go with, uh, you know, the, the flow of a movie where they look and they know how cheap uh, it was made. They know that there's no budget. They, but they, they embrace what they, they find in it that they enjoy. And that's great. It's not a, as cynical an audience, which is nice. Right. They, they are able to, uh, you know, sus suspend that disbelief a lot easier than, a, than American audiences, I would think, or, you know, yeah, other. I think so too. And I'm sorry, is, Ouija Shark is, 2 is out now or it's coming out? I don't have my. It'll be um, on streaming July 25th. Oh, wow. And okay. It'll be on a fully loaded, ridiculously loaded with extras Blu-ray August 15th. Okay. Awesome. Well, I got a sneak peek and it was, it was, whew, it was wild. That's what I'm going to say. It was wild. It looked like a lot of fun to make and it, it definitely comes through. But thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It was great. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll just have to write to Japan. I'll say, I need a shirt. I need a ha I need a fan with your face on it. <laughs> Can you imagine? It has Mystic Shield on one side. And a picture of me and in J Japanese underneath it, it says, Papa Love. <laughs> nice. Higher <laughs> from film now. You've made it. You've made it. John, it was amazing. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a lot of fun. Have a good one. Yeah, Bye. you too. Take it easy. Bye. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit oddimagination.org. A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot org.